Dr. Banner, now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 129 of the Usual Podcast, the podcast where we discuss Star Wars Yoda Public, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall. And with me is my co-host, Will. I'm going to pretend he didn't do the things that he was doing while the intro was playing. I've never done that before. I don't know. How you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm doing very well. Thank you very much for asking. Well, you're lucky I asked you after all that. I know. You don't like me much. Mm, Not today. But we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages. What you got? Uh, I'm partaking in a wonderful brew from our friend John Skeen, yeah. uh, who sent it to us actually a few months ago. Yeah. Uh, the Sun King Brewery is uh, their Oktoberfest. Yeah. Uh, and we had some beverages earlier as well. Uh, I had a little scotch and a um, Elysian, I think it's Elysian Brewing Company. They're, no, Space Elysian Dust. Space Dust. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the brewery right now, but it was really good. And But right now, I am sipping on Stone Brewing Company's Tangerine. Express Ooh. IPA. It's uh, it's nice. Uh, my wife bought it for me. It was on sale the other day, and she's like, you never had this one. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And Is it anything and like I... the Pineapple Express? No, it was Tangerine Express. How about the Midnight Express? Polar Express? Are you done? Yeah, another one? If you don't have another one, you failed. Federal Express? Ah, oh, screw you, dude. So before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at usualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. Find us on Twitter. I am at Darth Pops, and Will is at I am Will Griggs. Um, find us on your favorite podcatchers, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, of course, if you want to support the show... The uh, one of the ways we'll talk more about the other ones later, but teespring.com slash store slash usual podcast. We got some merch up there, T-shirts and stuff from our uh, cantina meetups and, and all kinds of other stuff. So, oh, really quick. They're actually offering a brand new and I want to get gauge some interest on from people here. So tweet at me and let me know if you guys want this. Um, they are offering leggings now. <laughs> mm. So I can make uh, some uh, usual podcast. That's a conflict of interest with pippies. Don't you think? Well, uh, we could no, I'm we could get them around. and then mark them up. <laughs> I really don't care. <laughs> um, but no, we could get if you want. You know, hey, it'd be great for you know the wives out there, for the female listeners, or you know, for me because you know they show off my butt so well. If it, those of you at home playing at home, um, Will is wearing the very same leggings he's talking about, and they're interesting. We'll, we'll just leave it at that. No, he's not. No, I'm not. So uh, anyway. We have some uh, people from uh, the Midwest uh, talking about Sun King Brewing Company, and let's see the Wee Mac. Wee Mac, did we have that? One? Yeah, uh, that was the uh, the Scottish Ale that oh, I drank. That was right. really good. Yeah, that was good. Uh, Skeen's having that right now. Thank you. And so we do have the timestamps in the show notes for non Sword Tour fans. If you're not watching live, uh, we don't have a lot of Sword Tour this week, so we'll get through it pretty darn quickly. And uh, thank you, everybody who is in the chat room. We got some awesome folks, usual suspects, and some new folks. We got Joa. Joa. Uh, in the chat room, we have uh, John Skeen. Who Joa, I believe, wasn't Joa in... Uh, um, Cantina Cast. Yeah, well, duh. But weren't they the first people that ever had us on first? I think so. I think so. Yeah, indeed. So here we are. Good stuff. Yeah, it's all good. But uh, anyway, thanks to everybody who's in there. And um, the other thing we want to talk about, we want to give a shout out to our drinking buddies. Yes. Uh, because our Patreon, uh, what level is that? 
Uh, that is our frosty beverage. Our frosty beverage level. Uh, we have two. We have uh, two official drinking buddies, and that's John Skeen, the aforementioned John Skeen, who's Indeed. in the chat, Indeed. and uh, Eddie. Eddie is wonderful. But we do have a brand new patron this week. Uh, Mindy has joined us, and uh, she's uh, yeah, she's joining us, and it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, we thank you all of our patrons, and thanks to Mindy for becoming a new patron. And if you want to do that, patreon.com slash you slash usual podcast. Ton of stuff for um, all the levels, and um, we've been really ramping that up. Yeah, we- and actually, as our uh, we finished, we've finished our first official month yep. under the new format. Uh, I'm going to be shipping out stickers and uh, promo codes for the uh, the Teespring store out to our uh, to our patrons. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. So definitely check us out there and support us any way you can. And um, yeah, whatever. Have a beer when you're thinking about us. Absolutely, that's all um, I can really ask. Yeah, and actually. Uh, one big thing that I started launching this week is um, the real reviews. Uh, I am taking part in as many movies as I can because I now have the movie pass. Indeed. And so this week only, I'm offering one free mo- one movie review for free on the Patreon page. Uh, so far, I've done Game Night, Wrinkle in Time. Um, Annihilation. No, the Annihilation is tomorrow. Oh. Mm. Uh, Peter Rabbit. Peter Rabbit and... Uh, Something else. I'm drawing a blank. The first one I did on Monday. But anyway, so there's one free a day, and I'm going to be doing videos for them next week, and those will also be free. But then after that, you'll be able to get a hold of them, uh, get a hold of the written reviews. If you donate, uh, pledge a dollar. If you pledge f- uh, $5, you'll be able to get, or sorry, $10, you'll be able to get the real review videos. Nice. Sun King is actually starting to do spirits skiing? Oh, nice. Say so. Oh, goodness gracious. Um, oh, he also said your reviews are very good. Thank you, John. Oh, that's nice, buddy. Um, and, but, uh, do they do scotch over Sun King? Cause I'm in, uh, I'm in like Flynn and a bit. You are in, you know, and I'm actually not a big scotch drinker, but I, I try it. Mm. Yeah, you will. Oh, you'll do it. Oh, I'll do it. All right. Whatever. Uh, let's get out of here, dude. Let's start. Uh, let's uh, get to a uh, slow tour and move on with our lives. You want to fight? I'm ready. You do not have to stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this with you, if you will only kneel. All right, Sotro time. Um, and I just want to throw, I have one link in the show notes, but if you are part of a Sotro family and you're a Sotro fan, you know you saw a bunch of pictures from South by Sotor, is what they called it. <laughs> um uh, during South by Southwest. Uh, Didn't Bad Feeling do a thing? Bad Feeling did a thing. Uh, Musco, Boyd, and some other folks showed up. There's some really cool pictures from Sakari and some other folks. Definitely check it out. I think the link I have in the show notes is uh, pictures to Sakari's Twitter. Um, he put some pics up. Cool. Um, with him and Musco and Boyd and, oh, nice. and some other folks. And I just, I love those events. Um, we, you know, we do ours in, in San Diego, yep. but um, I love when this community that we've been a part of for, you know, over six years now or six years now that they, they, we put on our own events and like the, and the fact that the devs show up to them is, is I think a really big deal. So I know, that's, right? Well, that's exactly. a lot of fun. So yeah. I'm glad that's happening. I'm glad that happened. I'm glad it went well. Um, and shout out to the bad feeling guys for putting that together again. Uh, I think this is our second year doing that. Right. So it's pretty cool. And actually speaking of our thing in uh, San Diego, uh, starting probably next month, so April, mm. we're going to start taking submissions for our new Puck t-shirt. Indeed. So uh, you can join uh, uh, last year's winner, um, Mox, Mox, to uh, see if you can get your own design up on our shirt. Yeah. And uh, the shirts go up on sale. 
And of course, everybody's wearing them when they're at the cantina event and it's a ton of fun. So, um, all right, man. So, um, what do we got? Oh, weekend game. Did you play? Um, you know, I really, really wanted to. I actually, I signed in last uh, last weekend and uh, to to do the GTN a, a little bit, but I didn't even really have time to check my mail to to, to get the chist stuff out. Yeah, I, um, I the the speeder's cool. Um, I I did log into my main and um and the other DPS tune that I'm I'm trying to level, uh, CXP level, and and the the speeder is pretty. Pretty damn cool. Cool. I actually. mean, actually, since we're going to be doing fairly early night, I might try to jump on a little bit tonight just to do some housekeeping stuff, yeah. get the chist stuff. Um, but, you know, I'm doing the real review, so I'm doing a lot of that writing and, uh, of course, going to see the movies, which takes yeah, some time. I'm um, going to see two movies this weekend. I've got a, a track meet on Saturday, so it's just, it's, yeah, no, and, it's a busy time of year. And both of us are in full swing as far as coaching and stuff. I'm just Pun glad intended. we're- I'm glad, yeah. And I'm glad uh, we're trying to stay with this. I have a sick daughter. I'm on like literally two hours of sleep right now, and I might not make it through the show. I'm trying. Um, but anyway, uh, it's you're gonna it's, fall asleep at the bottom of an elevator shaft. Well, look, I fell asleep in Wog a couple weeks ago, and that's fine. <laughs> Speaking of, we did not have enough this last week on Friday. We just didn't get Aww. enough signups. There was a lot of conflicts, so we didn't run, and it was um, it. it Honestly, it was a little bit of a bummer for me, for someone who um, puts his Friday nights aside every time. And I really just want to make sure that uh, if you want, if you are play Swole Tour and you're interested in getting into ops, um, definitely check out yeah, what's, what's an ops them. group. Yes. Friday night, Harbinger server, not Harbinger, woo, Satilshan server. <laughs> um, that was old school. Satilshan server um, and uh, Unholy Alliance, Wookiee Mistake, uh, 8 o'clock Pacific. Um, and we have a ton of fun, casual beverages. It's, it's, it's awesome. Um, other than that, um, I jumped off and, and hung out with my family, but then I did do some CPX, um, CXP grinding over the weekend and, and a little bit of crafting. That was about it. Seriously, um, Harbinger, you might as well have mentioned Bastion or Shadowlands or Wound in the Forest. I know, right? Wound <laughs> in the Forest. Oh God, that's old school. Uh, Aquatic, I'm with you, man. IPA. I am IPAs all the way. Um, Deer Creek over no, oh God, they're talking booze. I got, I can't get distracted. Here we go. Um, <laughs> so let's let's go to our discussion topics, man. We have. Um, why don't you take this one? Yeah, you know, I met him and he's a really cool. Guy. Yeah, you you met him. I met um, Chuck Wendig. You know, yeah. so we've actually had a chance to meet some of these writers. But Drew Carpishan, mm-hmm. um, who not only has been a major writer for for Swift, I mean, I believe didn't he write the uh, the he wrote the Bane the Bane tr- the Bane the Bane series. duology? Um, but didn't he write the Agent story? No, that was um. Or did he write Trooper? That was Al, uh, Alex uh, Alex Freed. Oh, right, right, right. Who wrote the? Uh, well, anyways, yeah. Car- Carpishan wrote a whole bunch of stuff for Swartor. He wrote some stuff for Kotor. He yeah. uh, wrote for Mass Effect. He, I mean, he's been with Bioware for a long time. He left, and he's written novels for those worlds too. Exactly, and he he left in 2015, and then uh, he came back uh, last year, I think, and now he's leaving. But he's going to do his own projects. He's actually. Uh, I believe he got signed on to write for a game for Fox, I think it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's definitely got some stuff going uh, coming down the pike. And I like Carpenter, man. And he wrote... Um, Very good writer. I, I want to say, he wrote Deceived, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. And that was one of my favorite uh, um, uh, Old Republic novels right. before the new canon set in. Um, and, you know, I met him. He's a really cool guy. Um, I like his stuff a lot. So, I mean... But hats off to him. He might come back at some point. Yeah, he comes I mean, and goes from Bioware. Exactly. So. I mean, it, it, when when you're a major talent and a freelancer like that, you definitely get signed on as contract work and stuff. Yeah, indeed. Um, so the main topic for this week will be the uh, live stream. 
And it happened a couple days ago. Right. As of recording this episode, it tastes Thursday. It happened Tuesday. And I watched uh, I watched most of it. Um, and But there's a nice recap I put in the show notes. Um, there's a screen capture of some of the conquest changes, which I thought were really kind of nice. Awesome. Um, and they put in um, some stuff for solo. And it's really set up to where you can see. So in the solo tab, you have like, okay, you have a couple ops and you have uh, crafting goals and everything and it says it very right sort of like the activities window right now okay where 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 um yeah very, where, very organized yeah very similar um layout which is kind of nice they talked a little bit about um the return of ashara and the, again this was centered around 5.8 which is coming out in a couple weeks um it says ashara's return and vector's return um and obviously uh you have to be an inquisitor agent to get these guys right it, it makes sense and let's see, Isaacs um, is, they, they talked a lot about it. We watched the trailer in trailer time um, a little Looks bit ago. Looks like a fun boss. And and one of the things I kind of liked about that, they brought in this guy, Matt, who is the ops um, lead. And um, he was talking, and they asked him, and I thought this question kind of stood out. They asked him the question is, what were you going for? Uh, at the beginning with this boss and he was talking about scale and if you look at the pictures that we posted on twitter and stuff the scale the 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 size of the characters compared to the boss it's 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 insane so i thought that was pretty darn cool um so let's see did he did he skip leg day i'm like uh eyeless well look (laughs) i mean eyeless never skips leg day he's got butt day he's got butt day all around um and so they kind of talked about the story behind this it, there's a new weapon on Iocath. Um, it has to do with these droids. And the players took on Tithe. They discovered that the Remor, um, and Skya is the one who's trying to keep them all in check. But Isaacs is the most powerful one, which is right. pretty cool. And, um, and since it's scaled so high, the difficulty, I guess the people on the PTS lasted like seven seconds. Holy crap. Or something crazy. Like, uh, let's see. The first pull on PTS lasted seven seconds, and no one has been able to beat it on the PTS. The fourth phase comes back to the mechanics of the second phase, uh, but with a whole ton of ads, and you'll get swarmed by little spider droids. I just think this is going to be chaos, and it's going to oh, be sure. it's going to be fun for people who really want um, high end content exactly. and been waiting for it. Uh, give them a nice challenge. I think that's kind of well. Cool. After this, you know, kind of like slow roll of of bosses uh, to kind of like this because this is the final one, right? Yeah. Yeah, so to finish up with this, which is like as of right now, an unbeatable boss. Right. That's what they want. Exactly. And it says, um, it will take you 13 seconds to run back to Isaac's after a wipe. Um, Sky's room, there's a hidden mini boss, which is cool, that you can defeat and bring it down, uh, bring your runtime back um, from 64 seconds to 12. Um, and I guess somebody asked a question, you know, how on IOCath, after you beat one of the bosses, you can be that boss on the planet. Um, as part of the Iocath deal. Okay. Yeah. Um, Isaac's is not one of them. Okay. So, anyway. Yeah, I still haven't beaten that. Yeah, I haven't gotten that far either. Yeah. But and what else we got here? Um, class balance. Uh, class balance changes will come in five point nine. Will most likely be um utility changes. Um, and of course the skank tanks. Uh, that the people have been talking about tanks that wear DPS gear. So awesome. Um, so yeah. Uh, it says if you beat Isaacs in the release period after 5.8, you're going to get the title, which we've talked about, which is a rare item, um, similar to Wings of the Architect from back oh, in the day. right, right, right. And it's bound to Legacy. And if you beat it after release period, the item will still drop, but it won't be bound to Legacy. So, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's kind of nice. It's a nice little perk by beating it early. I think so. 
Um, but that's that's kind of it for the live stream. I like I said, I did watch it. Um, I wish they did more live streams to be honest with you, but on, I mean, it, it is what it is, man. They they're busy. I mean, enough it takes time. It doing. takes quite a chunk out of their day. <laughs> yeah, and we we watched the. I'm not gonna rewatch the Isaac's um teaser, but it was kind of nice. Um, getting to release that photo as an influencer a little early. Um, although on my Twitter feed, I looked at Passionately Casuals post and they put Isaac. And I wrote Isaac, and Twitter's annoying. It's actually Isaac's with an X. Ah. And Twitter's annoying. I, I was able to fix it everywhere else, but on Twitter, everyone's responding and retweeting, so I didn't want to take it down. Right. So nobody nobody called me on it. No, of course is, not. And me calling myself on it is kind of stupid, but here we are. Well, you, you, you're a little stupid. I'm just being honest, bro. And you're a dick. So <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> uh, the the chat is lively. I'm glad people are connecting in there. That's awesome. Yes, that is, that's what we want the chat for. Exactly. This so, is a community. Well, well, you say that, but I'm joking. All right, so let's get to Star Wars, man. We got some good stuff. Ready? I was raised to do one thing. I've got nothing to fight for. <laughs> All right, dude, we got some, um, we don't have a ton, but we have some really neat stuff to talk about in Star Wars this week. So let's get right to it. Some discussion topics. Uh, what do you got here about Mark Hamill? Yeah, so Mark Hamill was giving some advice to a young girl who uh, evidently was afraid to wear a Star Wars shirt to school. Um, so I'm bringing it up here so I can read what it is really quick. Sorry, my laptop's a little slow. You're a little um, slow. Uh, so Mark Hamill it says here this is from comicbook.com it says Star Wars star Mark Hamill took to Twitter this week to share some advice for a young girl afraid to wear her Star Wars pride on her sleeve evidently a mom posted to social media uh, posted to social media that her 7 year old daughter was crying because she wanted to wear a Star Wars shirt to school but she was afraid the kids would tease her for it for liking Uh, boy stuff uh. so then she asked the internet to share and comment and of course Mark Hamill got it and he responded, just tell her to feel free to use this gesture. <laughs> Sorry, to use this gesture if her classmates give her any grief. Boy stuff, please. The force is and always will be strong with females here on Earth and in galaxies far, far away. Wow. So then he posted a uh, he posted a, a GIF, and I'm opening it up here to tell her what the gesture is. Oh, and it's Luke brushing off his shoulder oh, during the, the Last Jedi. During the Last Jedi, that's great. Uh, oh, that's awesome. I love that. I like when Hamill gets into that kind of stuff because that's, yeah, Hamill's great. That I mean, that's the reason that, that's the reason that he came back. That's the reason that he's been so invested in this, in this series for so long is because he loves it and because oh, exactly. he loves what he's able to do through it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know, it's honestly, it reminds me of that meme and I, and actually I should, I should look, you know, actually I'll, I'll tweet it after the show and I'll post it. Um, if you want to see it, but it's a wonderful picture of a girl wearing a Darth Vader helmet and lightsaber and everything, but it's all pink. Oh, that's awesome. But she's also wearing a tutu and everything. And it's like, it said like, because some days you can't decide. Dude. And that's great. And we've seen stuff, variations on that down at Comic-Con too. Oh, absolutely. Well, plus uh, there's a, a great podcast. Uh, and honestly, I, it's been a couple years since I've listened to it. So if it's not, 
airing. You can definitely listen to old episodes in Skywalking Through Neverland. Oh, yeah. They're still going. Yeah. And the main female person, she actually has I pretty much trademarked the Jedi Tink. Yeah. And I, I haven't listened to them in a while either. But, yeah, they. It's a great husband and wife team to do because they're huge Star Wars fans and they right. love Disney. And it's called Skywalking Through Neverland. And uh, she's Jedi Tink. And when she goes and runs the 5Ks and 10Ks, oh, yeah. she has a, an actual Jedi Tink outfit. And, yeah, I think it's great. And you can follow her on Twitter at Jedi Tink. Yeah, indeed. Um, all right, man. So what else we got? More Mark Hamill news. Uh, we do. Uh, Mark Hamill, uh, somebody was asking him who he'd like to see uh, play a young uh, Luke Skywalker because there's, this has come up about because, um, oh, there, I can't remember the actor, but somebody was talking about somebody in the early 20s who could possibly play a, y- a young Luke, right? Yeah. Um, but he's actually saying if you want to go younger, uh, he would love to see Jason, uh, sorry, Jacob Tremblay play him. And if you don't know who Jacob Tremblay is, Go and watch a movie from a couple years ago. It's actually the movie that Brie Larson won her Oscar for Okay, called The Room. Okay. You are going to cry your heart out, and it is massively heartbreaking. After you told me about that movie, there's a re- I have not watched it but, for that reason. He, but <laughs> Jacob Tremblay in it is a phenomenal force, and awesome. he's like a seven-year-old kid. Well, now he's probably about 10, but he's great. So the, check out Jacob Tremblay in anything he's in. He's fantastic. And we didn't mention, I don't know uh, how long Zen's been there, but I'm glad you're there, man. Uh, we gave a shout out to people that have been hanging out. Um, Zen, longtime supporter of the show, uh, also said that um, they're still around. Oh, cool. He still listens to uh, Skywalking Through Neverland. Yeah, they're, I like they're fantastic. Him, I like to pick them back up, man. I, I listen to so many things. Like I had to kind of like start figuring out, okay, so do I listen to these guys enough to, to exactly. do it? And well, how I mean, many Star I, Wars podcasts to listen to? You know, Yeah, I've got about 12 to 15 podcasts on my feed right now. Mm. And but there's you know you've got like seventy sixty five, <laughs> but there's like there's three or four that I listen to every day and some that I listen to every week or bi week whenever it yeah. comes out. But there's some that I'm like twenty episodes behind yeah, yeah. and they're weekly, so I'm like half a year behind. Oh yeah, just because I mean because they're all like an hour and a half long and it's like I well can't. the only Star Wars ones I think I listen to now. I mean we're off on a tangent again, but um I, I still listen to Cantina Cast and um that might be the only Star Wars one I really listen to right now. The rest, I'm, it's you know, comedy stuff and geek stuff and and smodcast stuff, like, right? Uh, and of course, Sandspans consumes a lot of it. But I listen to a lot of audiobooks and stuff too. So I mean, I, I'm just I got to pick and choose at this point. Like I can't, I don't even listen to every slow tour podcast anymore. Yeah, I I is, really can't. Which is very sad, but um anyway let's not talk about what we're not listening to let's talk about what we want to talk about okay well we're not going to watch this no, but we're but we're going to put a link in here um it's in the show notes um but it's where you can watch mark hamill sing in german in a <laughs> weird 1980s star wars skit That's um it's like an eight minute long video so we're not going to watch it but it's it's up on youtube um, I put a link to the comicbook.com page that had a link to it. So check it out if you want to watch something funny. Maybe if maybe if we don't have a lot of trailer time next week, we could or or we can ask people to watch it this week and then we can watch it next week. Sure, why not? Or we could talk about it next week. I don't know. Something. All cool. right. So last Jedi news. What do we got? Um well the book, of course, came out last week and um it turns out that the uh the novelization um, reveals a little bit about how Ray learned her advanced abilities. Yeah. Um, because she's doing a whole bunch of stuff that, you know, Luke says, I've only seen this raw power once before. Yeah. Da, 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 da. And you now she's a chosen one. Um, let's see here. But- There's some other stuff that's come out of the novelization uh, from what I hear, like some stuff about Snoke and stuff like that. I might pick it up just to check it out real um, quick. But it says that the, uh, the book explains that Ray learned her new techniques 
after be- being connected to Kylo. So during those those force bridges that they were having those conversations, not only were they actually having like conversations, but she was being imbued with some of his talents. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so okay. it says, from from this article, it says, in Jason Fry's new book, the prose explains that Rey learned her new techniques after being connected to Kylo Ren, which was unknowingly facilitated by Snoke. Okay. Um, uh, Kylo had, treated, uh, had retreated at finding Rey in his head, um, but that had not been the end of the strange sudden connection. She had been seen more, far more. So she, she was able to see stuff in his mind and learn from that. Okay. And and I think we kind of saw a little bit of that in um, when they're going up against the, the Praetorian. Of, well, in the Force Awakens too, where she she taps into his mind a little bit. Exactly. And who knows what she picked up out well, of there? Well, that that could explain because remember she t- when he's trying to to uh, read her mind when she's uh, strapped up, and she's now able to do the Jedi mind trick all of a sudden. Right now, all of a sudden she can do the Jedi mind trick, and then all of a sudden she can. Uh, force pull yeah the the lightsaber out of the snow so you never know and yeah he would know about her as well uh skiing which is i think why their connection was so deep by the time they met up in that chamber they were ready to they, and honestly, they were on the same that, page that could know? be how he knows that ray's parents aren't anybody yep. big because she may have hidden it deep down and not know it but he could have read that memory or he was able to tap into a memory she's on you know yeah, lost yeah, track of exactly, and was like, yeah, your parents are nothing. That right? exactly that can make that that actually explain something there makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so I, I I might if I can squeeze it in, I might I might pick up the novelization. I didn't do it for last year. There's something about reading the the book of a movie I've already seen, like a book based on a movie. I have a hard time wrapping my mind around. But. Yeah, the only time I've actually done it was when I read. Um, no, yeah, Terry Brooks when he yeah. wrote uh, the novelization of a for- a Phantom Menace. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I read that specifically because of the Darth v- uh, the Darth Maul scene. The Darth Maul stuff, yeah, totally. All right, all right. Um, so, miss so, some solo stuff. A funny thing here: if you want to open this up and show it up on screen, you can. No, I saw this. this uh, but cool. there's a new uh, solo, a Star Wars story theater standee that lets you sit in on the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, this is cool. Hold on. Oops. Well, go ahead and say stuff. No, well, I mean that's it. But that's kind of cool. I mean, of course, an art th- art theater here is way too small to get a standee like that. Oh, it's a video. Oh, is it? Yeah. Um, but yeah. So if you if you uh, are near a big theater and they happen to have this standee, check it out because you can sit in the the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, and who doesn't want to do that? Exactly right. Yeah. Um. Then lastly, unfortunately, uh, John Williams. Um. Uh. We actually, talked about it last. Week. We talked about it last week that John Williams is is. His last Star Wars movie is going to be Episode Nine, and he's not doing Solo. Um, Solo is being done by John Powell, right. who is really good. But he started doing his scoring uh, this week, so because um, scoring is traditionally the very last, last thing to thing go to in. Yeah. Um, I mean, the movie's coming out in what six weeks? So yeah, and we don't even have a full trailer yet. Oh no, exactly. So so we'll we'll see how this goes. I, I'm after the teaser. I'm actually looking forward to it, and after all the drama, I want to see what happens. But I don't know, man. There's something to be said. Six weeks out, it's pretty unheard of. We haven't had a full trailer yet. Yeah, I mean, right? well, we've had a decent sized trailer, but not full. Yeah, we haven't had a full trailer. Yeah, um, but John Powell's great, and he's definitely using the John Williams cues. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you, skiing. Like, it's hard to talk, say Terry Brooks without thinking fantasy. I'm with you. Um, all right, man. Uh, Last Jedi. What do we got? So. Um, for those of you big fans, I'm sure you already know that the uh, the digital version of The Last Jedi came out last week. The Blu-ray's coming out, I believe, in two weeks. Um, but what's really cool is Ryan Johnson has come out and, 
and confirmed that there's going to be a score only version of the movie on the Blu-ray. That's pretty cool. Um, and what's cool about that is it's not that means no dialogue and right. no special no sound effects. It's just, just the score. Music. Oh wow, that's cool. Uh, that'd be weird to watch. Yeah. So basically, you're gonna. It, it's basically the equivalent of watching the movie with the sound off and playing the soundtrack. Yeah. Which we all did at some point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, man. So I have a link in the show notes here. I didn't go through it on purpose because I I, I want to. I kind of want to pick these up myself and dive down the rabbit hole here. But there's a sneak peek of the Star Wars Last Jedi bonus features. Right. Do right. You, do you want me to open it at all? Or how do you feel? No, I'd rather be surprised. Yeah. So um, this is on Nerdist. And um, and there's a bunch of things here. This actually just came out uh, a couple of days ago. So you can check it out if you want. Personally, I would rather go into a blind, go into it, check them out, and then come back and talk about it as maybe okay. a, a bonus thing for Patreon or something. It'd be kind of cool. So Ooh, that'd be cool. Um, yeah, we could do like a. Um, it, I'm hoping they do like a. Well, there's the one documentary that's out, but I'm hoping there's another one maybe in there. That yeah, we can, there's, that, I, I believe there's. I believe there's three or four documentaries. Awesome. So I, I would actually really like to watch those and then come back and and do a special. Very cool. Rebels. Uh, actually, we're going to skip this one and push it to next week. Oh, shoot. Yeah. So we should talk about that. Yeah. Okay. Well, this week, uh, we were going to be talking about Rebels, specifically the first episode after the hiatus um, for this season. Um, and I was actually like nine episodes behind. I hadn't yeah. watched anything for this I didn't season. think you'd catch up by this week. And but. so Sunday, I just started watching because I had to watch everything up to that. And I just kept going. And I watched the entire season. Yeah. So... Um, I still have three episodes to watch. I watch them with my kids. Uh, we've had some hiccups the last weekend. Like I said, we've had a lot going on, so we just haven't been able to do it. But tomorrow night, my goal is to finish those last three episodes. And then next week, we'll come back and talk about uh, talk about the whole season as a whole. Yeah, because we're not only going to talk about the, the, the whole season, but we'll talk about the, uh, the next series being done by Filoni because there's some definite plans. Uh, there's actually uh, an article that I have a uh, captain that we'll be put, talking about next week. And it gives seven ideas for what the next cartoon could be. Nice. Um, then there's this article talking about, there's a new character we meet. And this is talking about the future of that character because other Star Wars properties are already asking about that character. Yeah. So very, very kind of cool. Cool, man. Uh, merch. Yeah. We've got a, a couple of merch things here. We, we're not going to be talking about merch as much in the main show. Um, but if you uh, become a patron, you'll get the weekly newsletter. Yeah. Um, which will get delivered right to your inbox and also posted to the Patreon homepage. Um, and most of the merch stuff is going to be going there, which for example, I will just put a little thing. I, I have something in the, in the, the last newsletter I just put out that was a target exclusive Funko of the wounded Ian Malcolm from Jurassic world uh, park that, you know, him laying on his side, people call it the sexy Malcolm. <laughs> it was an exclusive that just got released last night and I bought it. It's oh, already on its way. Oh, that's amazing. Um, all right, dude. So we got, um, what do we got here? It's a Darth Vader Stein. This is cool. Uh, I'm going to open this up while you talk about the next one. Um, so it's, uh, well, we can talk about what this is. Well, it's a, it's a Stein. That's well, we all know what a Stein Vader, is. but it's really cool because it's the, uh, the, uh, uh, the hyper, the hyperbaric chamber. Yeah. That's amazing. <clears throat> and it has a quote on it that says. I find your lack of faith disturbing. I love it. Exactly. But so, it's a cool sign. Uh, in the next week's newsletter, there's actually going to be a link to a new Darth Vader teapot, which looks pretty cool. 
Um, uh, the next one, one of the big things is that they're releasing is a, is a new Jabba sailing barge. Yeah. And so Hasbro, uh, there's an article that we have in here linked to that talks about how Hasbro designed it and built it and everything. So, you know, if you if you're into the toy stuff, uh, it'll it'll give you a little behind the scenes look at at how they came up with it. And yeah, there's a lot more to this. This is often of StarWars.com, the official site, um, published on the second. But again, it's this is it's a pretty damn cool thing. So it is. Um, people have been asking for it. It says in the article for 35 years, and they're making it happen. So. Uh, you know, I remember uh, it wasn't last year's Comic Con, but the year before when they had um, actually it was right before Force Awakens came out, and they had the sailing barge at the Petco parking lot. Yeah, oh, that, that was, was awesome. Yeah, exactly. Um, we have one bit of theme park news. If if you go back to our trailer time, we actually talked about uh, showed the video for the flyover for Galaxy's Edge construction progress. Right. Um, we're not going to reshow that here, but you can go back to the trailer time and watch that. Um, but they are closing down pirates for uh, for oh, about no. a month. Oh no! Um, because they're doing a renovation. Um, because in this, Did they say what month it is. Uh, well, it's it's being reopened at the beginning of April. Okay, that's fine. We're not. I'm going. Or back middle of in, April. I'm going back like in the summer. So. Oh no! It'll be re- it'll be done by summer. Good. Um, but this is a. Uh, kind of late for its off-season renovations but it's because they're getting major pushback um and have been all year long um especially as part of the the me too and time's up movement right uh they're they're removing the the wench auction um so what they're doing is they're changing it to um the redhead who is the the main focal point in the when the wench auction she's actually becoming the auctioneer and she's, I think that's so awesome. And she's yeah. becoming a female pirate that is auctioning off loot. And and I think I think it's time, dude. And we we did talk about this uh, um a little while back. No, and Disney does not do refurbs in summer and in no, fact they, they usually do the refurbs between February and early April. And as a person that usually goes during our February br- break um from school yeah um most rides are a lot of the rides are closed during that time yeah and actually each each ride tends to have their their same cycle right so like if you go in february usually you can't go on space mountain uh, it's it's sometimes it's space mountain it's usually splash mountain thunder mountain um some fantasy land stuff right. small worlds always closed um those are the kind of the big ones that that are usually closed in february but uh but as far as the auctioneer becoming <laughs> the woman and, and doing that. I just think that is so cool. I can't wait to see that happen. And actually to reference what Skeen's saying here, um, it was actually the last ride that Walt had a personal hand in. It was originally supposed to start off as a walkthrough. Um, and right. then they changed it to a, uh, to a water ride, a water flume ride. Um, but this isn't the first time they've changed things uh, on. Uh, I mean, of course they did the, the rechange with Johnny Depp, but when the movie came out, but even before that, actually when I worked for the Disney company, they did a remodel, um, and this one I was I was thought was kind of ridiculous, but the throughout uh, the scene you'll see a um, a whole bunch of uh, pirates chasing women, right? Yeah, yeah, and you know totally sexist or whatever. Well, that changed years ago, right? But at the end of it, there was one woman chasing a pirate, right? And it was because she was overweight. They thought it was fat shaming, and so they changed that. But the unfortunate thing is they put food in his they hand. They put food in it, yeah. And, and, so it made and, it a, and like a rolling pin in hers, and so she was the cook who right. was chasing him because he was stealing food from the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they, they have changed uh, due to um, societal pressures before. For sure. Um, so it's not unheard of, especially in a, in a ride as classic as, as Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to change everything, but at the same time, you want to 
you want to make sure that you're not um, em- embracing stereotypes when you can avoid them. Well, because. exactly. I mean, well, when you have an entire ride like Splash Mountain, which is devoted to slavery, uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're they're called Brer Rabbit and Brer Fox and yeah, Brer Bear. That that ride is. And you have the Tar Baby. Come on. And that ride's so good, though. <laughs> it is a great ride. Yeah, a don't great get me ride. wrong. Um, and, Blake, you're right. Indiana Jones, I'm not sure when their maintenance window is. I don't know when you went. But, um, yeah, it, it, it usually is open in February and during the summer. They might be a March yeah. deal. And I think they also do a, a quick refurb in the fall mm-hmm. um, because that is a ride. Because it's such a unique uh, ride uh, mechanism. Yeah. Um, actually, the only other ride that I can think of that uses the same sort of mechanism is Expedition Everest. Yeah. In uh, Florida. Um, it, it does tend to break down quite often. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's let's move on, dude. Um, Galaxy's Eggs. We talked about that. Um, we did. Uh, that's it. It's time for usual time roundup. Get to the last section, buddy. That went longer than I thought. It's like we went on tangents or something. I know, right? <laughs> oh, that's right. Dinosaur uses it in the. Uh, actually, I haven't been on the what? the dinosaur ride in uh, Animal Kingdom at Disney World. Um, I haven't been on it since they changed the design of it. No, I haven't been to Disney World, so here we go. Word. I can't imagine any kind of future where I am a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're a legend. All right, so we're going to start the top of the show, uh, the top of the usual roundup with our sad news. And this one is very sad. It is. I mean, you know. But also a lot longer life than he oh absolutely i mean this expected. it's not too often you get somebody who's who usurps not only his own profession but all of culture yeah. and uh stephen hawking was definitely one of those i mean this is a man who changed theoretical physics and in uh, astrophysics more than anybody uh in recent memory except for maybe uh um there's, uh, there's neil degrasse tyson yeah there's a few others out but, there but he the f- the fact that he was diagnosed with uh, ALS at like twenty yeah and they gave him like two years and he survived to be eighty seven or no, something 70 76, 76, 76, 77, something like that is, yeah um it, it, a totally big bucket of win cauldron of win but how he reached into pop culture especially into uh, he had a, a best selling book that sold ten million copies yeah. he was featured constantly in the Big Bang Theory and the Simpsons and the Simpsons yeah. Um, he was been in Futurama. He's been in, um, and, and what I like is that he always plays himself and he's, uh, always very tongue in cheek, always very Very much kind of, uh, you know, poking fun at himself or the characters of the show. Um, and I love that. I love the fact that he not only was obviously had a brilliant mind, um, and, and contributed to, to, you know, astrophysics in general, but to be able to jump over into pop culture I oh think, yeah i think uh this is the reason we're talking about him i i i, I loved anytime i heard him talk about something it was always a trip because he had little jokes in there and stuff exactly and, and i like that and so. t- talking about pop culture credit i mean he had a movie about his life made a couple of years ago called the theory of everything right which got eddie redmayne as oscar and eddie redmayne's now newt's commander in wizarding exactly. world so yeah. You know, it's it's just amazing how uh, how influential he was in, in all facets of life. Indeed. Um, really quick, actually, if you're wondering where all of our casting news and release date news and uh, merch and stuff like that, a lot of it is wondering that, but I'm just kidding. Go ahead. A lot of it goes to, <laughs> and unless it's a major thing, um, we'll talk about it here. But most of the the that sort of news has gone to the newsletter. Cool. 
And all right, DC news, dude. Um, this one is a trip. So, um, Ava, Ava Duvernay, Duvernay, um, who was the director of Wrinkle in Time, right? And uh, Selma. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. And she is going to direct DC's New Gods coming up here. Yes, which is pretty cool. Um, and I was talking to you at dinner, and I was kind of, uh, it kind of, I thought it was kind of neat that, um, that before the film, although I was not a big fan of Wrinkle in Time. Um, before the film, she kind of came out and was and addressed the audience and said, "Hey, you know, I'm the director of the movie. This is, you know, and and said a couple of things. I thought that was kind of neat. So anyway, that has nothing to do with New Gods. I don't know anything about New Gods, but um, it it was originally uh, designed by Jack Kirby, mm-hmm. right? And um, it involves uh, the evil gods of Apocalypse, which include Darkseid, which we saw in oh, that's right, in, in uh, B- no, in uh, BVS wasn't. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad members of yeah. Um, but then they're going to be up against the bright and idealistic gods of the new generation led by the High Father. Okay. Um, so there's stuff like that. But the the other stories that came out of this time period were Mister Miracle and the Forever People. So a lot of stuff, but it, it all basically comes from Jack Kirby. All right, cool. And and she's, uh, uh, like I said, I I wasn't super stoked about Wrinkle in Time, mostly because it just wasn't my thing. But uh. It's not to say that the film wasn't well directed and well shot and and well done. Exactly. I, I just posted my review to it on Patreon this afternoon. Um, I went and saw it last night. Um, I was really looking for this movie for about a year. Yeah. And then for the last couple of months, I've been like kind of hedging my expectations. And then you said you you weren't quite feeling it after you went and saw it last week. And uh, so I went in with actually lowered expectations and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it, it. For me, it was fine. I, I, um, I have a couple of uh, quibbles about it, but nothing major. Yeah. And, and maybe next week we can kind of, yeah, absolutely. Talk about it a little bit more, but I just, you know, for me, I don't know. Maybe it was my mood. Maybe it was the fact that I wanted to see black Panther again instead. Oh, probably. Uh, there were, there were other things, but um, I don't know. It was fine. We'll talk about it later. Cool. Uh, I'm excited about this next one. Uh, they have cast uh, the the next villain for Wonder Woman two. No way. And it's uh, she's going to be playing Cheetah, and it's Kristen Wiig. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's I'm good excited place. because I love Kristen Wiig, and I think she's much more than what you see in in um, Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live. Yeah, it's it. That's a good. I think that's a good choice. Yeah. And, and um, I'm I, I think that's going to be fun to see how that unfolds for sure. Absolutely. Um, we have a, a, quite a bit of little Marvel news, but a lot of it kind of lumps together. Yeah. Um, the big stuff is uh, Kevin Feige's actually come out and said when they're going to want to start working on X-Men and, and Fantastic Four. And he basically said two things have to happen before he can really start working on that. And, the of course, the obvious one is the deal has to finish going through, which yeah. is going to be at least another six to nine months right. to, to jump through all the uh, the financial hoops. Um, but the other one is is they're not going to do it until they finish up. Uh, with the stuff that's in, product, in pre-production right now. So he said they're not even really going to look at it until after they finish. Uh, Infinity War 3, Avengers 4, uh, Captain Marvel, Spider-Man 2, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, yeah, so we're talking and years, Ant-Man so. and Wasp. Yeah, so we're looking at least two, three years before we start getting any news okay. whatsoever. Makes sense. Uh, what else we got? Uh, so the Black Panther screenwriter, not not Ryan Coogler, but the other one, uh, has come out and said that if, if I mean, this is kind of odd, it's been 10 years, but so much has gone on in, in today's uh, atmosphere that if Iron Man were to be released today, he thought it would actually be taken as disrespectful as his womanizing ways and everything. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Okay. In, except for, and actually the, the author of the article points this out, is that he kind of has to have that before he gets the redemption arc. But that's the thing. And and I'm, I'm not going to, I don't want to say, he doesn't really follow the anti-hero thing necessarily, but there's hints of it. But I guess what I'm saying really is that, well, if you want to put him in that category, the idea that he has flaws, he has to come back from. That's the redemption thing. Exactly. And it's like, okay, you're womanizer, you're doing this, you're doing this. And then it's that much more impactful when we come back to him in Avengers exactly. and stuff like that. That makes much more sense. So Absolutely. Um anyway. Um and to answer Blaze's question, it says so, so no X Men or anything till phase five at least. Actually, I'm thinking they might be involved in phase four. Um, especially since they're going much more cosmic yeah. um with phase four, but it's probably gonna so be late phase four. Yeah, towards the end. Um so Scarlett Johansson, what do you have about this? So uh, I just have a link in this that says what she wants from a um, Black Widow movie. Which has finally been greenlit. Which we're finally going forward, which is stoked. So she says, um, I think that there is a, um, it's such a loaded question. I would want it. She says, yes, I would want to do in the right context and for the film to fit where I'm at, where I'm at in my life. I mean, I've played this character for a long time. It's been probably eight years or more. And so much has happened in my life as a performer, etc. And she says, I love playing this character. And I think there's definitely an opportunity to explore the widow as a woman who has kind of come into her own and is making ind- uh, independent and active choices for herself, probably for once in her life. You know, she's always had that possibility. So it fits the criteria. And then, yes, I would want to do it. Um, so I think I think that's interesting. She wants it to. Uh, and. I'm glad they're not going to do what I don't want to see is a Black Widow movie origin story. Origin? No, we don't need an origin. Like I want it to be like kind of like Black Panther is, where it's like somewhat after all these events, and she's seen, she's done with the Hulk, she's done all this stuff, exactly. and like where is she at now, and how has she evolved? I think that's super yes. important. Um, the only kind of earlier story I would like to see would be whatever happened in Budapest. With her and hot and but uh, you could do that in Hawkeye. flashbacks. You could yeah. absolutely. Plus, it's that therefore it would make it more of a buddy movie with Hawkeye, and we really don't want that. Well, we don't even need Hawkeye in this movie. Exactly. It could be more like you know, you know, if, if you tell the story right, that flashback would make whatever she's dealing with right. It would flesh out the story. Yeah, but whatever she's dealing with in whatever time they're you know talking about. That's a hindrance that she has to overcome. Exactly. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. Uh, two things about this really quick. A lot of people forget she's actually like the second longest running major character in the in the MCU because she joined in um, Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm. So not only that, but what do you think about this? This just popped in my mind. I've heard absolutely no creeds to this whatsoever. So don't I mean, take this with a major grain of salt. Um, but they haven't announced a director for Black Widow yet. Okay. Um, what do you think about Joss Whedon leaving the Batgirl uh, thing for DC? Do you think he they might have actually wooed him back with Black Widow? Well, why did I felt like, and we didn't talk about this on the show, but I feel like him leaving Batgirl was for something else. Yeah, well, I mean, he said that it's just that they didn't have a story developed that they wanted, and but or he got is, a better offer, right? Well, and he <laughs> he's been saying for the last couple of years is that he wouldn't direct another movie in the MCU unless it was Black Widow. Yeah, and if they somehow hit him with an offer he couldn't refuse, he's like, exactly. Well, screw Batgirl and the DC yeah, and like, DCU. It's like here, a, here's a Brinks truck. Why don't you go do what you want? Yeah, yeah. So this is a giant vehicle. Oh, full, of, full of money. 
Yep. And this is all your money. Yes. <laughs> but not only that, but he's already been here. He's done Avengers. He's done the stuff. And I think, I think he should stay. If that's the case, I think that's where he should stay. So yeah, absolutely. Got a lot of Black Panther stuff. A lot of Black Panther stuff, but it all kind of runs together. Okay. Um, Feige has confirmed that they're doing a sequel. So like that <laughs> said he probably didn't like Justice League. Yeah. Well, here we are. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> All right. So that was a no brainer. Um, Black Panther won its fourth weekend in a row last week, beating Wrinkle in Time. And I didn't put this article in here, but it's forecasted to beat Tomb Raider this weekend. So fifth weekend in a row. Five weeks, dude. Five weekends in a row. That's amazing. That's nice. um, it passed The Dark Knight to become the highest grossing solo superhero movie ever. Wow. Um, within the next week, week and a half, it's supposed to pass Avengers to become the highest grossing superhero movie of all time. Oh, wow. So right now it is seventh all time. Avengers is sixth. And then uh, I can't remember what's fifth, but the, it's probably going to pass that. It'd be hard pressed to catch up to. No, it's not going to get Avatar money. Or oh, no. Any of that it stuff. might catch Jurassic World, but we'll see. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, Jurassic World right now. What's up there? Um, Avatar. Jurassic World is fourth. Uh, Titanic is third. Titanic. Avatar is second. Force Awakens is first. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, but it did pass $1 billion worldwide. It made it was the fifth Marvel movie to, to do that, and it's yep. the first one since Civil War. Um, These Marvel guys uh, have a decent track. Yeah, they kind of know what they're doing. <laughs> um, and it, uh, is a, it is a great movie, Skin. I love it. And a little funny, I'll, I'll let you mention this this last bit. What is the last one? The hotel. Oh, <laughs> so it looks like, uh, like you know, you go to those websites and you and you want to book your hotel and you, and you're j- trying to book your trip. Uh, I guess uh, a bunch of those sites are reporting a rise in searches for Wakanda. <laughs> Which I think is just so amazing, dude. It's like, and and I was telling you at dinner too. There's a little town. I think it's somewhere in in the south. Um, the name I think it's pronounced Wakanda, but it's spelled different. Right. And they've been getting a bunch of calls, like, "Hey, uh, can I order some vibranium and and, and stuff like that?" So right. I just think people people prank calling a town, like the poor mayor sitting there, like answering the phone, like trying to think it's an important business, and it's like. Oh, how much uh, vibranium do you have left? Can I order some vibranium or can I come visit? Um, that kind of thing. So um, I think that's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and Joe actually makes a, a great point. If you haven't seen Black Panther, check it out. But uh, Killmonger and Black Panther have a very similar arc. For sure. Um, and it's it's definitely a really cool story to, to follow. Absolutely. Um, and actually just talking about uh, things on a map and searching for Wakanda or whatever. It always it just for some reason reminded me if you ever gone on uh, Google Maps or MapQuest I think and looked for how to get from Tokyo to San Francisco, it tells you to jet ski across the Pacific. Oh, it's amazing! It is pretty funny. Uh, uh classic jet ski across the Pacific. That only take you weeks. Exactly. So okay. that's everything for Black Panther. We have a couple of things about Infinity War. Yeah. Um, what's the Hawkeye thing? We talked about it a little bit earlier. Yeah, well, everyone's wondering, where's Hawkeye? Where's Hawkeye? Because he's not on any posters. He wasn't one of the 15 Entertainment Weekly covers, although somebody did a fan-made mock-up, and that's getting around the internet now. Right, right. Um, but uh, with the release of the the second issue of the Prelude comic, which came out last week, it actually shows that he says, I'm officially retired. He wants to stay home. Uh-huh. Um, but then there's an article that came out, and it said that his... Um, his arc in infinity war is actually he's going to be on his own solo adventure i saw that he's not going to be part of everything else so a lot of people are hypothesizing that he's actually going to get sent to japan and this is where he's going to become the ronin character that he is in the comics nice that's cool i'm down with that um yeah so so that'll be pretty cool 
Uh, what else do we have? Um, so I just threw this in here. This uh, it makes sense. There's a ton of Infinity War stuff out there, and I, I again, I was trying not to spoil things for myself, right? But um, and I think we kind of saw this coming, but it's kind of been confirmed that Infinity War is structured by, of course, Thanos hunting the Infinity Stones. Yeah, I mean they keep they keep calling it basically a heist film. So yeah. it's basically him trying to get the stones and everybody else trying to keep it from him. right. And I think that's I think that's cool, man. And I don't know. We'll we'll see how the characters who are in charge of some of these Infinity Stones, like um like um robot guy. Vision. Vision and stuff, um, how they deal with that. Yeah, Vision yeah. has one, the collector has one. Right. Yeah. Uh, um, Loki has one. Loki's got one. So um all right, so this one I found oh no, actually this isn't it. Yeah, go with Luke Cage. Luke Cage. I threw this in here at the end. Um and when you were talking about casting, so I was like, I threw a casting thing in there. Um I don't know who she is, Annabella uh, Scoria from oh, the Sopranos. Oh, Annabella Sciorra. Sora, yeah. So she is um, slated to be the villain. Yeah, she's really good. She actually was on... In um, Luke Cage season two. Yeah, she used to be on um, one of the Law & Order shows, um, but she's a big-time actress. I yeah. mean, she's one of those people, if you see her, you know her. Yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm stoked for this, only in that um, I'm looking forward to Luke Cage. In fact, tonight, um, I think I'll be alone tonight um my house is sick and tired and, and stuff i might sit and watch jessica jones um oh cool only in that i can't convince my wife to finish season one so i might as well just start season two right um, um are we caught up on chat how are we doing over there yeah actually skeen is mentioning uh, that the the original infinity gauntlet comic series is really good mm-hmm. um and actually I, I, i'm putting this in the next newsletter but there's a new box set coming out that's a statue of the gauntlet but it includes all of the trade paperbacks and stuff of the original series. Oh, that's badass. So that's something to, to kind of check out. And Joe said something about Ironmonger. Um, oh, they're saying how Killmonger and Ironmonger both have it. Monger in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool, man. Um, let's let's jump to, you know, the section that's near and dear to our hearts, uh, Smod. Uh, we didn't. This came out like literally, I think, the day after we recorded last week. Right. That. Um, so those of you that follow. Kevin Smith and his stuff. We talked um, quite a bit about, you know, his heart attack and stuff like that. Right. And he's talked about it a ton. He's back. He's doing his podcast. He's doing shows. He's doing great. Which amazes me. Which is great. And I'm, I'm really happy for him. Um, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that he's still with us. But what I like, really liked was that Scott Mosier and Smodcast was one of my favorite shows. Right. And still is. But him and Scott Mosier finally got back behind the mic for a two-part deal. Um, and I mean, Smod is S&M. It's Smith and Mosier. Exactly. And what was really cool about it is Mosier's been gone for almost three years now right. over in uh, France, in Paris. Yep. Working on something that he couldn't talk about. Exactly. And it turns out we watched a trailer last week for the Grinch movie. We did. That we had heard about, forgot about, and then we saw a trailer for, oh, this looks kind of cool. And what's neat about that is he's a co-director. Scott Moser exactly. is a co-director on that. And I love the fact that now they can talk about it. Um, and I can't wait for them to sit down and l- really talk about how that went. Right. Um, and so congrats to Scott Moser. He deserves it. He produced a lot of Kevin Smith stuff. Um, but he wanted to direct and, and he's making films. And, I, and I'm really happy for him. He's a really cool, really cool guy. So very excited cool. about that. Um, and then I just put this in here. I'm not actually going to list off the things, but there's a, a cool article. I believe it was on comicbook.com. Check it out. But it's it, somebody wrote an article saying all the reasons why we love Kevin Smith. Yeah. And it goes to, you know, his indie cred, but his, uh, his 
directing style, his heartwarming nature, and also because the person who wrote the article actually was able to be on set when he was filming, mm-hmm. uh, directing an episode of uh, Supergirl. Yeah. So very kind of cool. Well, and, and one of the things I was telling some of my students when he, after he had his heart attack and we were talking about some other stuff, and I was just like, look, I, for me, like he's one of my heroes because he inspires me to do what I'm doing. Like one of the reasons why I decided to start a podcast, one of the reasons why I want to keep pursuing the things that I'm doing, you know, because um, because he's so because of the way he moves to the world. Right. He inspires others, which, which I think is really important. So. Exactly. Um, all right, man. I have one bit of Sony news here, and actually, the, the when you were mentioning Luke Cage, this is why I was like, oh, I thought that was my article. No, <laughs> this is my article because it was released. I mean, of course, the major thing coming with Sony right now is, you know, because they don't have Spider-Man mm-hmm. or any of that stuff, they're doing their Venomverse. Um, there's a new movie that's getting announced for the Venomverse. You know, we already have Venom coming out. Right. Um, it looks like Spike Lee is going to be teaming up with the showrunner from Luke Cage, who is Cheo uh, Hidari Coker. And they're going to be doing a movie based on Nightwatch. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I, I'm i really intrigued by that. I, I, I'd i seen some about it. And I'm actually really interested to see where Sony goes with some of this stuff. I think this is going to be kind of fun. Right. And a little quick description here. Nightwatch is the alter ego of African-American scientist Dr. Kevin Trench. Awesome. Who first appeared in the web of Spider-Man number 97 back in 93. Um, Trench discovered his own dead body where a strange and powerful suit of armor. Uh, he took the armor from the corpse and began wearing it in order to fight crime. Ah, that's cool. I'm in. Sounds good to me. Cool. Last thing. Uh, last thing. This is you. And and honestly, it's so quick. And I just want to kind of only mention it in that we're getting close to closer to convention season than we think. We're mid March. Uh, yep. We've only got a few months. WonderCon's to... coming up soon. Yeah, WonderCon is next week or two weeks from now. SVCC is coming soon. And then, so we've got all this stuff. So we've got our first San Diego Comic-Con 2018 exclusives. Really? And this is uh, from Hallmark. And (laughs) these are great. They're pens. And they're Aquaman and Mera enamel pens. That's cool. uh, Ant-Man the Wasp. And and then it's got uh, PXL8 um, and Han. Uh, I believe that's I believe that's pixelate. Pixelate. That's it. Yeah, Bosch. Because these yeah. are all pixelated characters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bosch. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. That that's so cool, dude. I'm really excited about this. Very cool. Um, and I'm only throwing that out there because um we are in full full swing. We are prepping. We've, we've prepping got our hotel booked. Yeah. Um, I know you're looking at airfare or airplane soon. Yeah, I got a solidify. I think I'm going to be down in um. I think I'm going to be down in Anaheim, so right. I may only have to fly back once. But cool. Um, we never talked about why we had the Wizarding World thing. Oh no, we did because Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. Okay, we're good. Oh well, we talked about that in uh, trailer time. That's right. Uh, we have the Wizarding World uh, thing up because uh, the new Fantastic Beasts trailer dropped this week. We watched it in um, trailer time, so you can check that out. But this is kind of a big thing because before everything was Harry Potter and he had that same script and everything. This is the first new logo to encompass that whole um, shared universe. Yeah. And it's really cool. If you look at it, it kind of looks like an open book, which is really awesome. Yeah, cool. But if you zoom in on the picture, it's all the different major wands that you see. So uh, you can see the Elder Wand in there. You can uh, see Harry's cool. Wand. You can yeah. see a whole bunch of stuff. Nice. Well. Very well, cool. That does it. That does it. All right, man. So thanks for tuning in to The Usual Podcast. If you have comments or questions. You can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. We are on Twitter. 
Uh, Will is at Admiral Griggs, and I am at Darth Pops. Uh, find us on your favorite podcatchers, Twitch, sorry, iTunes, Stitcher <laughs> Radio, Google Play, all that kind of stuff. Support the show in a bunch of ways. Teespring.com slash stores slash usual podcast. You can get gear for us that supports us as well. Um, T-shirts and that kind of thing. And we also have audibletry.com slash usual slash usual podcast thanks to everybody who's done that we've had several people do that get a free audiobook on us and we get, get the new last jedi yeah and we get 15 bucks if you do it and obviously the best way to support us would be patreon.com slash usual podcast we have um a ton of new tiers new content um we're releasing content um multiple times a week so definitely check that out and thanks to will for spearheading um the new format and i i appreciate you my friend and definitely check us out on there and support us and get stuff. Zang. Zang? That's what that's all you say? Sorry, it's a Wayne's World reference. Is that too too far away for you? <sighs> Can we just go? Are you are you ready? I I'm, hate you. I'm ready to go, dude, because you're you're saying weird words. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get out of here, dude. Weird words like Wakanda? Well, it's a place. I'm gonna book my flight to Wakanda next week. Word. <laughs> awesome. All right, everybody, make sure you have a fun. Have a fun. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. <laughs> so stupid. Zang? Zang. <laughs>